Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the
Christ apostolic Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Shalom afternoon, church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. Glory. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Please share the link, invite your friends and loved ones. It's time to experience the glory of God. Hallelujah.
granted us this wonderful afternoon, even as a wonderful gift to come before his everlasting presence. Hallelujah. People of God, I believe strongly that there is going to be a turnaround in our lives this afternoon and whatever the Lord has said concerning our lives will surely come to pass in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. There are a few things I want all of us to understand, then we pray. This afternoon we are going to pray for the mercies of the Lord. The mercies of the Lord. Hallelujah. The mercies of the Lord. People of God, we need God's mercies. Amen. We need the mercies of the Lord. And I pray that the Lord God Almighty 
will lavish his mercies on our lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I think those of you who have been um, in church, I'm talking about in-person meetings. Um, one time when I was talking about the Christ, I made mention of the mercy of the Lord. I want to talk about it again in simple terms so that after that, we all will pray and believe that the mercies of the Lord will be released even upon our lives. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when we speak about God's mercies, we need to understand what the mercies of God actually represents. Amen. Now, In the Hebrew sense, the word mercy actually has two main dimensions. The word mercy in the Hebrew sense has two main dimensions. The first one actually speaks of being kind to someone. Being kind. So showing kindness is a means of showing mercy. But then there is another dimension of the word mercy, which also is the same word for womb in the Hebrew. Womb, womb, as in a woman's womb. And the word in Hebrew means, is, is the word rakam. It also means compassion. Compassion. Now there is a difference between compassion and kindness. Are you following? There is a difference between compassion and kindness. Somebody can just feel emotional about your matter. And just decide to, to be kind. But once the person shows you the kindness, maybe after a few minutes, he's out of the place and he has forgotten about the whole thing. The person will not feel the emotions again because emotions, the reason why they are called emotions is because they are in motion. What it simply means is that emotions are actually biochemical fluids in motion 
in the, in the veins and in the body of man. And just as we all know, chemicals will not be at the same place every point in time. This is the reason why it is not every moment you cry. Because your tears are also as a result of biochemical reactions. It means there are moments where you cry and there are moments you don't cry. That should let you know that if mercy is only kindness, then there are certain moments we can receive them and certain moments we will not receive them. Are you following? But the other side of mercy known as compassion is that part that makes mercy very heavy and deep. And that is the side we are talking about here. Are you following? Good. God bless you, man of God. Francis A.J., God bless you, sir. So we need to understand these two dimensions of God's mercies. In fact, God can be kind. He can show you kindness. But there is a dimension of God's mercy if we don't discover it. And let me tell you, that dimension of God must be discovered. Are you listening to me? Do you know that when a woman is walking about without a womb, you will not see it. I hope you know that. Whether this woman has a womb or not, you will not see it. That means for you to know that this woman walking about here has a womb, you need to go into some deep tests to find out. Because there are certain biochemical secretions or hormones that can only be found in the blood and in other parts of the body when there is a womb. If a woman does not have a womb, in fact, you can't even do ovary count. If a woman does not have a womb, it becomes difficult for certain things to be found in that woman's body. Why am I saying this? I'm trying to let you understand that even when you enter into the heavenly realms, even to know more of God, you will realize that there is a dimension of God that is feminine in nature and a dimension of God that is masculine in nature. I'm not saying God is a female, neither am I saying God is a male. But I'm trying to say that when we talk about God, God has feminine features and masculine features based on how he reveals himself to his creation in the word of God. This is the reason why in P we can call God Obatampa. But at the same time, we call him a Genyankopon. So the same God is taking the place of a mother and at the same time a father. 
Why is God taking the place of a mother? Because there are certain things only mothers have that God carry that same thing. And there are certain things only fathers have that can be seen in God. In fact, if we understand these things, we will realize that man and woman are actually two dimensions revealing two dimensions of God. Man and woman are revealing, they are revealing two dimensions of God. Now the question is, which two dimensions of God are being revealed through man and woman? Now, if we don't understand these things and put each of them in their rightful place, the problem we are going to have is what they call feminism in, in, our, in our generation now. Are you following? We will come to that side. I just want us to understand one thing. So man and woman are actually two beings created by God to reveal two dimensions of God. What are the two dimensions of God that men and women are revealing? That is why if you are a woman, you should know just because you are a woman, you are a revelation of a, a certain dimension of God. And just because you are a man, you are a revelation of a certain dimension of God. If we misplace our identity in these dimensions, we will miss a lot of things. Now let me hit this side. Let me hit this side. So that those of you here who are feminists, you will learn the way of the law. Are you listening to me? The most evil thing you can ever believe as a human being, whether male or female, is that men and women are equal. That is the most evil thing you can ever believe. And it is a sign that you are, you, are, you are on the way to fall. Listen to me carefully, according to the word of God. Men and women can never be the same. We are not the same. Are you listening to me? Never say men and women are equal. When it does a devilish a devilish doctrine. If you're a child of God, anytime you hear something like that coming out of the mouth, whether the person is an angel or a man of God, know the person is wrong. A man is not the same as a woman. And a woman is not the same as a man. We are two distinct beings revealing Two dimensions of the same God. So whenever you hear what men can do, women can do better. It's a clear sign if you believe that you are mad. If you believe that you are mad. 
No, no, I'm not insulting you. It's a clear sign of madness. Even in medical science, you don't fit in if you believe that kind of thing. There is no way, no matter what a man does, he cannot conceive. And no matter what a woman does, he cannot, she cannot produce sperms. Are you listening to me? No matter, no matter. That's why I say, there are certain things only women can do. And there are certain things only men can do. You see, we need to understand these things. Oh. That is why if you're a woman and you are fighting men, because you, want to, you are doing women empowerment, you now you are powerless. Who are you going to empower? Huh? The, the knowledge and understanding of God you need, you lack it, and you are going to empower somebody. With what? You see, a lot of men of God have kept quiet on matters like this because they are afraid. Are you listening to me? Now you see, the fact that a certain man who lacks understanding is maltreating a wife does not mean that all women should rise and fight men. You will never win that kind of battle. In fact, that thing is not even a battle. It's a misunderstanding. I know the feminists, what I'm saying is irritating them. Some people are feeling some pains in their bodies. You will feel it, oh. you will feel it. You, may, you might even vomit some of the pains. You have not started. Now they are bringing a whole lot of nonsense things, saying that ladies first. I'm coming on, I'm, I'm about to hit some things. Ladies first. Where did we get all those nonsense things from? Who told you that? Who said ladies first? Do you know what you are doing? Whenever you say that and believe that, you are actually misconstruing the word of God. Because God made the man first and brought the woman out of the man. So the main reason why the woman is called woman is because she came out of the man. So it is not ladies first. In fact, men are the first. A man with understanding and divine light would rather say, oh, you are my wife. According to the word of God, you are very delicate. You are so precious like an egg. As precious as you are, if you fall to the ground, you can break. According to the word of God, the Bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel. It does not mean they don't have physical strength. Neither does it mean they are incapable when it comes to academia or their brains are not working. That's, that's nonsense interpretation. When the word of the Lord makes mention of the fact that the woman is the weaker vessel, 
Don't link it to some other physical things. You will miss it. What the word of the Lord is trying to explain here is that this woman that he has made, because God made the woman from a certain dimension of the man, there are certain things that was already that were already in the men that the women will have abundance of it. Let me explain further. Do you know that according to the word of God, God took one of the rib, rib bones of the man to form the woman. I hope we all know that. We all believe that. If you're a Christian and you don't believe this, we need to ship you. Good. And I've explained several times why God picked the rib bone. Why didn't God pick any part? In fact, the question is, why didn't God even create man and woman at once in their separate ways? But then he made the, he made the male first. But the male that God even made, the female was already in the male. If you are catching what I'm saying. So the first entity that God made was a male figure, but then the female was in him. And God then decided to bring out the female that he hid in the man, so that both of them will reveal separate dimensions of God. But then when God was bringing out the woman, God decided to go straight into the rape bone of the man to bring out a bone to form the woman. Why didn't God use maybe the kneecap? Why didn't God use the forehead bone? Why didn't God use even the spine? Why? But the rape bone. There are many reasons. I've explained some of them here several times. And I've already told you, and I said I will even do this teaching on um, the biology and the anatomy of God. So that you will know that this is your physical body that you have here. God has arranged things. The place where your liver is, where your kidneys are, where your heart actually can be found in your body. Everything has been arranged and calculated by dimensions and measurements in God. This is the reason why the very moment any of your organs are misplaced, you are not complete. Are you listening to me? Now, when God made your body like that, he now said, your body is my temple. Now, that should let you know, God actually designed your body as a temple so that he would dwell in. So, as you are walking about here like that, 
your body has been designed to be God's temple. Are you listening to me? And we all remember when God was even showing Moses how to build the tabernacle in the wilderness, God gave him measurements and dimensions. Let me give you the greatest secret ever. Eh? Where God actually loves to dwell is not heaven, but in the body of man. That is why no matter what happens to man, God will do anything to get his temple back. Anything. Even if it takes he, God himself, dying. Maybe some of you have not experienced this before. Whenever we are in church and we are lifting holy hands in adoration to God, how the atmosphere changes, how the angels in heaven descend and join us in worship. Now I know that many of us, angels have higher and awesome voices than ours. We don't even have such voices to sing in their frequency to glorify God. Still, God can boycott all their beautiful voices and the higher frequencies they manifest. And we that we have the little apostrophe voice, when we begin to adore God in worship, he would descend in our midst immediately. Sometimes even when we, we stop the song, the, the angels begin to cry. Angels so. In fact, some of these angelic beings descended and saw that men were living different lives outside the will of God. Still, whenever they cry on God, with speed, God will descend and help men. Then the, the, these angels went to God and they said, What is man cry that thou art so mindful of? What is man? Can you, can you hear me, please? Good. So you see, God took the ribbon because of many reasons. And I told you that because your body, God designed it to be the temple. There is a temple in heaven. God actually looked at that temple to form your body. So that your body will be his permanent abode. So when you enter into heaven and you look at the temple of God which is in heaven, God has arranged it in a way that looks like your body. In fact, when you open the body of a human being from the neck area straight through the chest and even to the abdomen area and just open it wide, you realize that 
if you have been to heaven before, you will not see any difference between the arrangement of the temple of heaven and that of the human body. I told you that your rib cage, we have 24 of them, 12 on the right, 12 on the left. These are the manifestations of the 24 elders. In fact, your rib cage is doing a very powerful work. They are doing a very powerful work. First, in guarding what we call the heart. The heart. And we know, when we look at the temple of God and we look at the human body, your heart becomes the, the throne, the throne, throne. So there is a song that says, the heart of man is the throne that is in the temple of God. Are you following? And I've already told you that every man's heart is a place of authority where spirits would love to come and sit on that throne to rule over your entire life. Because he that sits on that throne is the one that will rule over your life. So Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That which guard the heart is the ribcage. In fact, it is out of this understanding that we have the, the breastplate of righteousness. No wonder righteousness is an aftermath effect of faith in the heart. So the word of the Lord says in the book of Romans, the Bible says that, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Why am I talking plenty? I just want you to understand. Listen, as a woman, know your place. As a man, know your place if we misplace our priorities we will start fighting each other and that's what we have been doing now and there are demons who have also been sent to make sure that that ultimate manifestation of the two dimensions of god will be misunderstood are you following now Understand that men and women are revealing two dimensions of God. The first dimension of God that is being revealed is through the men. And that which is being revealed is called the justice of God. Whenever you hear that God is a just God, understand that that is a revelation of the masculinity of God. Are you following? Now, what justice here is talking about is that God has set laws to govern his universe. 
and he has set men to go by the laws. Once you disobey the laws of God, justice must take place. What it means is that you need to receive what you deserve according to the justice of God. So if the word or the law of God says that anybody that sleeps with his mother should be stoned to death. Once you sleep with your mother and you are being stoned to death, God is not a wicked God. He is just being just. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Now that is a dimension of God as a man. But then there is another dimension of God called mercy. Mercy. And I told you that the word mercy comes from the Hebrew word rakam, which means womb, womb, womb. In you say, our dear. What it also means is compassion, compassion. That is the dimension. And then what at all is the mercy of God? The mercy of God is so heavy. But then in its correlation to the justice of God, what mercy does is that mercy preserves your life from experiencing what you deserve according to the justice of God. So let's say the law of God said, if you sleep with your mother, you should be stoned to death. Now you have slept with your mother. According to the justice of God, you should be stoned to death. But when the mercy of God comes in, you can be spared. Are you listening to me? So in a nutshell, Connecting the mercy of God to the justice of God, the mercies of God actually spares a man from what he deserves. The evil thing that you deserve, it is the mercies of the Lord that will, will spare your life and preserve your life. Now, does that mean that the mercies of God are canceling the justice of God? No. So what then does it mean? Now listen. The word of the Lord says that Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4.
the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. Now the Bible said, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. Listen to it carefully. All the ways of the Lord are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. <laughs> the NLT says, He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He's a faithful God. Who does no wrong? How just and upright he is. Hmm. Now, can you see that this verse of scripture is actually revealing God as a just God? When we say all his ways are right, it means God is a righteous God. But then the Bible says, all the ways, that means that God, he has ways. Are you listening to me? God, he has ways. But when he put all the ways together, all his ways are judgment. But then there is something beautiful that God did. That is the reason why many of us, we do wrong things. And some of the things we deserve don't really come upon us. Hope you know what I'm talking about. Because even if God doesn't release judgment on you for the wrong things you have done, under normal circumstances, the universal law of karma was supposed to deal with you. But there is something one dimension of God does. It can suspend all laws. Are you, are you listening to me? So even though the Lord had ways, and all the ways of the Lord are judgment, he decided to choose one way. And he decided to combine all his ways and make them one. So that that way will be called the way. The only way. And when he combined all his ways and made it one way, there is a manifestation of the two dimensions of God in that same way. Because this is Jesus who has come to the earth. And when he came, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the only way to the Father. Nobody can go to the Father except through me, the only way. So now there are no more ways to the Father. But there is only one way. And that is the Lord Jesus. The only way. Are you following? And what is actually this way comprised of? Now we all remember that when Jesus was on the cross. 
that was the moment he began to experience the justice of God. When he was experiencing the justice of God, he cried out. And he said, according to the original Greek, Eloi, Eloi, why hast thou forsaken me? My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Because at that very moment, the justice of God was manifesting. Now, God was manifesting his justice for a merciful purpose. And this is the main reason why what Jesus was experiencing on the cross was actually all the sin of the universe. Because definitely God is a just God. Are you following? He will not leave any iniquity unpunished according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Now let's read something from Numbers chapter 14 verse 18. Numbers 14 verse 18. When I'm down, I'll come and hit on the feminists. Numbers chapter 14 verse 18. Listen to what the word of the Lord says. He said, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy. Now you see, said God is long suffering and he's of great mercy now the word of the Lord went further to say forgiving iniquity so you see it is the richness of God's mercy through which we receive forgiveness so the Bible said the Lord is long suffering and of great mercy forgiving iniquity and transgression but then there's another dimension of God that he spoke about right now. In that same verse, he said, and by no means clearing the guilty. <laughs> you know, just say the God is a merciful God, long-suffering, he forgives iniquity and transgression. Then, no, he said, that same God, eh? that same God, by no means will he clear the guilty. If you are guilty, he will not clear you. <laughs> now, that is speaking of the justice of God right there. Are you getting my point? And in fact, the justice of God can be so heavy to the extent that the word of the Lord said, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Hey. So see, according to the justice of God, when your father does something wrong, you will suffer for it. The generation that will come out of you will suffer for it. The generation will also suffer, and the other generation too will suffer. That is God's justice. <laughs> he does not clear the guilty. But then the Bible says, He is of great mercy. 
<laughs> if you don't catch this revelation, eh, marriage will be difficult for you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because in marriage, what we are doing is that we are mingling the justice and the mercies of God. That is what man and woman stands for. Are you listening to me? So in marriage, you give birth to children. You give that, that child a warning. Don't touch this television. If you do, Kumono <laughs> Osataya. You go and come back, and the child is sitting on the TV. <laughs> sitting or sitting. But see, no matter how angry you are that the child has gone against your way, you can apply justice by beating the child. But once you are done, Mercy will speak. <laughs> are, are you getting my point? Even sometimes when you get angry and you're about to hit the child, then no, the mercy that is in your womb will begin to. There's a certain compassion. That is when you recall the day you were, you were shouting at the labor ward. See, if I destroy this child's life, all my pains have been in vain. You and you and you see. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I say something? The main reason why sometimes when you do wrong things, when God wants to hammer you, you just look at the pains that he went through as Jesus. And he says, fine. That's what we call the mercy of God. <laughs> I see the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. So now listen. A man is a revelation of God's justice. A woman is a revelation of God's mercy. That is why when you see any woman who is not merciful, run away. Don't even talk to the person. They are dangerous. And that's what witchcraft will do. Any woman that does not have compassion, she's not a woman. Run away. God bless you, my daughter Lydia. God bless you. Are you following? Sometimes when, when men are beating children, eh, it looks like they are about to kill them. I know some women too, their, their hands, their hands are in fact.
Can you all hear me, please? Good. There are some women, they are, they are, they are, they are I don't know how to say it, their palms are painful. Even when they touch you, you feel pains. Hey! I remember one time I was going to church, I've, I've, I think I've said it before, and I saw a young man running towards my direction. I said, I want to, the way the guy was running. I said, ah, what is happening? The guy came to pass beside me, shim, said, hey. I just went a little further. I saw the mother of this young, man, young guy. Hold, I don't know how they call it. You see that iron rod they put in the ears of Darsen, Darsen. The one that they stand on to, to make the Darsen's table so that they can drive the banku. The woman was holding one on. When she realized that the hey, woman, where is your womb? <laughs> where is your no, like iron rod to hit your own son? You see, I realize that some women are not women. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, people will say, yeah, some people don't have some. I'm telling you. They don't have. Are you listening to me? Let me tell you this. It is through compassion that a woman can submit to a husband in marriage. Don't forget what I'm saying. The very nature of a woman is compassion. It is out of compassion that submission is released. What I'm saying, if you catch the revelation, and you let God help you. Your marriage will not fail. Even if your husband is misbehaving, there is a way. I've been telling women that you see, there is something you carry that you do not know. I'm telling you, there is something you carry you do not know. Are you listening to me? You see, I was praying for one woman who very rich. One time when I was praying for the Lord, said, stop. Let her be. I said, oh God, said, let, let her be. Later when I came, about four days later, God began to show me the reason why he said that. Very rich woman. In fact, the woman promised me I will support your ministry. I will give you this. I will give you that. Charlie, we are now starting ministry. So all these promises were yea and amen. <laughs> But later, in prayer, I saw myself being lifted. I was standing at a place where the woman was 
giving her menstrual blood on a certain altar every month and not only that she was also giving some other fluids in her body to enrich herself till they make any so the Lord said all the riches of this woman are not coming from the way I chose are you listening to me And that's what I've been telling you that, you see. Let me say this, but then sorry to say it. When a woman menstruates, blood comes out. If you cut the skin of a woman, then blood also comes out. These two bloods, they are never the same dark. Physically and spiritually. Are you listening to me? They are never the same. They might all look red. <clears throat> but they are not the same. We, we don't have value for, for physical things because we can't see. You see, mostly, if you'll be deceived. Some, some things don't have their value in the physical realm. So if you just look at them just normal, like you'll be missing things. I'm telling you, some things don't really have value in the way you know, they say. With it, it's just something. Sure. Do you know that there are evil people when they get the the sanitary part of a, a woman, they can use it to enrich themselves. They can they can start working in unending wealth. What is in it? What is in it that is making them rich? What? What? In the kingdom of darkness, there are certain spirits that control certain dimensions of treasures. And some of them, that is what they eat. Some people don't even know that certain spirits eat your tears. Whenever you are, you are crying, hey, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You, 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 um, you, I don't know how to, you feel somebody's, a certain spirit's belly. Leviathan, that is what feeds him. So sometimes they will cause you to cry, not, not that they just want you to cry. They want to eat. <clears throat> are you getting my point? They want to eat. Some of you don't know. That is why sometimes God will tell you, let the weak say I'm strong. Don't say, yeah, the weakness, you, yeah. <laughs> Everything you'll be crying. One of the reasons, I've, I've said it here. When you get close to a dying um, person, no matter how bad the condition is, don't cry. Are you listening to me? Because sometimes, the moment you start crying, you, you allow Leviathan and his people to do whatever they want. These are spiritual principles that will help your life. 
Hallelujah. So please, listen to me. Men and women are not the same. Are you listening to me? We are not the same. Don't forget that. But God in his wisdom brought out the woman from the man for a purpose. In the wisdom of God, God knew that he was going to bring man and woman together. Because he knew from the foundations of the world that he was going to put his justice and his mercy together. And when God puts the justice and the mercy together, they form what we call the Christ. The Christ. So Christ is a symbol of God's justice and at the same time God's mercy. No wonder marriage has been chosen. Christ has been the one chosen to oversee marriage. Because he is the only perfect, perfect supervisor, overseer and head of any godly marriage. For that reason, any marriage that is not in the way of Christ has already missed it. That is why, if you're a child of God and you're going to marry, the first question you need to ask yourself, maybe you have a Christian who is also going to, you're about to marry. Listen to me. That the person is a Christian doesn't mean that that is all. No. You have a lot of assignments. Huh? You have a lot of homeworks. Spiritual and physical. But then the thing is, go into the scriptures to know what Christ wants me to do in the marriage as a husband or a wife. Very important. We live in an era where the the world is telling us different things. And if the man doesn't do this, then you too don't do this. So you see, it looks like everybody is waiting for this person to do this before they act. That is worldly mentality. You, you will lose that gift of marriage God has given to you. It is not like that in Christ. Are you listening to me? If what I'm telling you, you are finding problems with it, it means you have already imbibed a certain wrong knowledge and the Lord is helping you. And that's why I keep telling people that whenever I am hitting on the back of the women and a woman gets and says, a man of God, the men too, the men too, anytime you quickly say something like that, we need to deliver you. You have a problem. There are women like that. The moment you start hitting women, eh, hey, man of God, be careful. You are about, you you are on the way to rebellion. <laughs> are you listening to me? Some of the men, whenever you are hitting the men, the man of God. But some of the women, too, my friend, keep quiet and listen to the word of God. You see, by the special grace of I've been able to handle some few marital issues. Sometimes me 
Why should this become an issue? Why should this become an issue? Because if you don't say sorry, then me too, fine. We'll see who will be. Look at this. If you don't, me, a whole me, you are treating me a whole who? A whole who? Who are you? Who art thou? Who art thou? You know you're a whole you. And you came for another person. Why didn't you stay holy? Hallelujah. You don't want to hear it, I'll say it. Won't you grab it? Hallelujah. There are certain things that men, no matter what they do, they cannot do it. There are certain things, no matter what women do, they can also not do it. Stop. Stop believing in these devilish doctrines. Trying to put women, trying to compare men and women. You see, let me tell you. I, I told you that God showed me a vision where I saw men and women fighting. And if we don't pray, this will be a serious issue. Now, can I say something? Do you know what they are trying to do? Right now, there is a spirit of rebellion trying to destroy the authority of Christ. That is, that is all they are looking for. Because it is in marriage that we see the authority of Christ at work. Because even though the man is the head of the family, the man also has a head that is Christ. So once they are able to fight the man and the woman, there will be no rulership from Christ towards them. That is the point they are fighting on me. You don't see it. That's the point they are fighting. They don't want to be under Christ. They want to do whatever they want. So women will get up and say, eh, my body is my own body. I choose to do what I... Because you can't say that when you are under the authority of Christ. Because Christ will let you know, your body is my temple. So live rightly. Make your members instruments of righteousness. Once you are not under Christ, you can choose to do whatever you want to do with your body. And that is what this feminism is driving at. If you are here, they are almost deceiving you. Learn. You don't know where this whole thing is coming from. Are you listening to me? That is the reason why as a woman, you need to choose wisely. Choose well. Choose well. I'm telling you, because if you don't choose well, you will enter the marriage and it will become a cross. Mm, it will become a cross. If care is not taken, you might even lose your life. This is the reason why the word of the Lord will always tell you, look for a man that is already subjected to the authority of Christ, not a man who professes to be a Christian. Because this, you see, 
That is the reason why when you are receiving the Lord Jesus, there are two dimensions that Jesus enters into your life with. The first one, your Savior, and the second one, your Lord. As a Savior, He came to save you from sin and death and from the pit of hell. But as, a, as, law, as your Lord, He's the one ruling over your life. You listen to whatever he says and you act upon it. Many of us, Jesus is only our savior. He's not our Lord. If you want to marry a man, look for a man who has the lordship of Christ moving in his life. A man that you, you, you even the lady will say, I think we should taste it before we marry. He will say, no, 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 no. That's not what Christ is saying. A man that will do what Christ says and will run away from what Christ hates. You know, some of our dear sisters, that's not the kind of man we are looking for. We are looking for a bad guy that loves God. Bad boy that loves God. A man of God. What kind of the man of God will ask, what kind of man do you man of God? I want a, a guy who is, is a bad guy but fears God. Nonsense. There is no bad guy that can fear God. No bad guy. Exactly. You are looking for a, a rough guy that, that, that has the fear of God. If he has the fear of God, he cannot be a, a rough guy. He cannot be a bad guy. So what kind of, what kind of likes crowd do you have? Hmm? You see, sometimes it's very pain. Like, I don't even know how to. It's very sad. Very sad. You don't understand where they get their likes from. I'm telling you. And sometimes I don't, you see, let me say this, you see, mostly when I'm talking about this whole marriage thing, I bring it from the perspective of God so that we all will understand. But then once we get into the natural sense, I also want to help you with the wisdom of the Lord so that you will know the right path. Are you getting my point? Don't just choose anybody because, because you see, I know a lot of men of God. They are men of God. Though. Jesus died to save them, but they are living their own lives. Hmm. Jesus died for us that we will live for him. It is the death that he died for us through that we got our salvation. But we living for him is his lordship over our lives. But people are living for themselves. That is why when you hear a Christian say, I'm a demon, I'm a sinner, you see, that Christian has missed something. There's no light, no understanding. I'm a demon. Hey, what do you want that Are you following? Some of the men who say, I'm the man of the house. You are not God. Keep quiet. You are not God. If when you enter into some matrimonial homes, some of the men are more like God. I'm telling you. More just say, some of the men, 
when when the when their wives hear the sound of their car horn, just a giant. Now also what tears if you hear. Sister, sister, who was so sad will be doctor and who put some men, you see, some men who lack understand. That's how they want their wives to be. My Lord, what should I do? My, my Lord, my... what kind of do you think you are a man? You are a beast, a beast, a beast, not a man. Hallelujah. Good. So, sometimes the men also lack understanding. Some of the men think that when we say the man is the head of the house, it means you should be heading every ball that is around. No, no. That's not headship. That's why even when it comes to headship, there's a difference between a leader and a boss. Are you listening to me? Mostly bosses will say, go and do it. Go and take it. Go and do it. Pass here. But as a leader, leaders will normally say, oh, let's go. Let's do this. Let's pass here. Let's do this. That is why a man, when we say the man is the head, he's supposed to be a true leader, not a boss. So if you're a boss to your wife, forget it. You will never gain harmony in your matrimonial home. This one, I know, I, I know most of the men have issues with this. Most of the men. Some people were trained like that in their homes. That some people in their homes, they don't have respect crowd for women. Meanwhile, they, they have married. So how are they going to treat these women? You 
society, some people will never give any chance for their, for their wives to say something, to suggest something in family matters. When you're about to say, hey, woman, woman, when men are speaking, don't say anything. When men are... Arad nonsense. Where did you get that kind of thing? Who are you? Sorry, the mama on Sasu. Study Bible. Kakrakandre. Yes, we yes. Put your hand down. Husbands will be chasing after young, young girls. And later on, say, Men, men were naturally made polygamous. She said, where did we get all these philosophies from? Where? And you see Christians who have believed this. Christians. Then they would do this, so they would try and, do it and get scriptures to. It's not any verse of scripture that is trying to convert. You see? May the Lord help all of us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It is why. Before you accept anybody as a husband, I beg you, I beg you, don't be in a rush. I mostly tell these ladies, don't be in a rush. Are you listening to me? Now some of you, when they met from Weninti, you don't think about the marriage. You only focus on the wedding. You say, Eunice, yeah, wedding tea. You are seeing yourself in the shoes of Eunice. You say, when the witness, sorry, them, honey, just say, we see see units and this was a day only good in good one echo chain shooting me oh mercy may the Lord show us mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus said may the Lord show us mercy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus hallelujah I pray anything that you have done that has brought you to a position for you to deserve loss and failure there are moments we do things and when we do some of these wrong things we are, we are brought to places where we deserve certain negative things but it is the mercy of the Lord that will speak for us when the mercies of the Lord speak for, for you he erases every consequence that are supposed to come after your life Hallelujah. Someone said, this is someone, 
As I said, grace is when God gives us good things that we don't deserve. And mercy is when he spares us from the bad things we deserve. Then he said, blessings are when he is generous with both. So when God puts both grace and mercy together, you are blessed. Hallelujah. There are certain good things you know by your own strength, even by the level of your prayer, your commitment, you don't even deserve some of these things. But God, by his grace, will give them to you. And there are certain things also, looking at the way you spoke evil about somebody, knowing very well that what you were saying were not true, how you broke the heart of a certain lady, how you chopped that guy's money and left him for the one you think is good and better. Upon doing all these things, we, you know that you deserve certain repercussions. But when God shows you mercy, He can spare you from all the evil things that were supposed to come to you through your mistakes. Hallelujah. And the beautiful thing about mercy is that it is in the mercies of God that God redeems the time. I told you yesterday that your life on earth is called the time of life. So every second that takes is part of your life. Every second that takes on your clock is part of your life. And if you were destined to receive certain purposes according to certain moments of time and you miss them, naturally, time lost cannot be regained. But by the mercies of the Lord, God can redeem the time so that what you have lost, He will bring it back to you. I pray that the mercies of the Lord will be lavished on your life there is a way God can lavish his mercies on you there is a way there is a way can I help you with one Can you all hear me, please? I want to give you one simple way to always walk in the mercies of the Lord. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let me show you. One simple way to always walk in the mercy of God is to be merciful. And to be merciful here means that don't be judgmental. And I know that many of us <laughs> who have not been walking in God's mercies because of some of these things, we are too judgmental. It is through the richness of mercy that we can forgive. Some of us don't know how to forgive. A man of God, if he has done it today, then he will do it again. That's how men are. That, who told you? So people can even get to the thing of saying, man of God, I think I cannot even forgive myself. Hey, you can't forgive yourself. Anyway, be forgiving. I'm trying to help you. If you are too judgmental and unforgiving, mostly people will not even show you mercy. Are you listening to me? And we live in a generation where those who are judgmental want others to show them mercy. When somebody did the wrong thing, the way you talked about it, and, I, and I did, the way you said a whole lot of things, now you have done the same thing. You want to say sorry. When the other person was saying sorry, you say, hey, my friend, my friend. Are you, you want to say sorry for everybody to understand and say, okay, fine. I think it won't work like that. God bless you, Lynn Dennis. God bless you. Are you listening to me? Some of these things, me, 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 I'm This word has shipped me over four years ago. <laughs> I'm telling you. When God was teaching me some of these things, God gave me a daughter. <laughs> ah. It was through that daughter God showed me how to be merciful. <laughs> Don't do this. 30 minutes. No, I the, the same thing you are telling her not to do, she go and do it. So I'll get angry. You will leave my I won't I won't take off you again. <laughs> then <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, some of you, you too much. You tell the person, don't go here. The person went there. Eh? You, you, so you, you have disrespected me. You don't even have any regard for me. It's okay. Out of my life. Then other people will be standing at the corners. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Deal with him. Deal with him. Then you no know, sadly, and me 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 or see I did me come here. That's why I said you should live my life and I've I've sacked her. Look at you. I don't know whether you are an angel or a spirit. So long as you're a human being, one day you will do that which is not right. That is the moment you'll be looking for mercy, and you might not get it. 
Are you listening to me? If you receive this in a good heart and you live by it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, eh? you will be saved from a lot of troubles without your strength. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. A certain man gave one guy some money. The guy was sitting on the roadside begging for money. The man got they just gave him 100 cities. In fact, Lord that, Tower. it can take like Lord Tower. Can you all hear me, please? I remember one time my father in the Lord shared a testimony that one time he was just walking somewhere. He got to a place where a filling station and he saw a certain guy. Like that guy was, was dressed, you know, sharply. Then my father went to him. He said, ah, you have a great destiny. He, he focused, okay? And my father gave him some money. And at a point, the man said, as a brother who has been arrested and visited, my father helped him. He went there, he bailed the, the guy. And my father left. Years back, after many years later, my, my father in the Lord was driving to his house after church service. And at a certain filling station, he met a certain guy. And the guy said, oh, I'm going this way. In fact, that was the same route that my father was taking. So my father said, okay, fine, then let's go. The guy sat in the car, and once they were moving, he was directing my father in the Lord where to pass so that he would alight at his place. The guy led my father to his gang, notorious armed robbers. I'm telling you, they were about to shoot him, take his car, and a whole lot of things. Once they were about to torture him, not knowing that the guy that my father helped over three years ago at the filling station was amongst them. The moment he saw him, he said, no, 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 don't touch it. This man has been a blessing to me. I'm telling you that this man has been a blessing to me. He touched my life way back. Then he, the guy that was even built from the, from the prison was amongst the, 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 the notorious. He said, ah, don't you remember this man came to the... Oh, 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 that we are sorry that you have prayed for us. <laughs> he prayed for them. He, he was even trying to give them some money. They didn't take it. He said, no, 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 no. We are sorry. We are sorry for that. And he left. Just like that. If he had not shown that guy mercy two years ago, he wouldn't have known what would have happened. Be merciful unto others. Let me help you. If you want to be merciful, don't conclude on men. Are you listening to me? Don't conclude. Now, some of you are like, and eh, this one is an what here, and the son what here. 
the moment you have that thing in your mind, Kim, you have already judged. Maybe like the way some of you will be calling me and maybe I might not be answering the calls. Eh, this man has gone. That's how he is. He doesn't even answer calls. That's how. Then you judge me in your mind. Some of you will take me to court in your own mind and judge me. Wow, for. Then not the there one day I come. Nothing. Many of you. She, she, she. <laughs> I remember I called someone said, Daddy, are you sure? Is, is it not a mistake? I said, I'm free, free, so the flower has a mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. And aside that, We pray for the mercies of the Lord. And if you want to, I told you if you want to experience the mercies of God, be merciful unto others. Have compassion for the needy. Have compassion for the poor. And listen to me, in your working life, just decide, okay, this whole year, I will try and save some money and pay somebody's school fees. From 1st January, to 31st of December. At least I'll save her. That money will not be for me. I just want to take somebody's school fees bedding from the family. There is a way God will, will, will lavish his mercies on you when your heart is set to do these things. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Your life will be spared from a lot of evil when you set your heart to do good to men. It is my prayer. It is my prayer that the Lord God Almighty will stir up his love in your heart. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus.
Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, we have to end here. And as we can hear the cocoa melon at the background, then the NHS. Um, we have to end here and, and <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. I believe that the Lord has helped us um, with his word. Oh. May God give all the men the compassion of the women. And may God give the women the love of the men. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Please, right after here, I'm going to upload the message. You can download it and it will be a blessing to you. In Jesus' name. Please get your share button ready. Let me pray over it right now. Get your share butter ready. Let me pray over it right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I speak over these tokens right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let your power, your presence, your anointing and your mighty hand come upon them. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever they are applied, let your glory be revealed. Let there be miracles, healing, signs and wonders. In Jesus precious mighty name and all it done. Amen. Wow. When the gold get ready, I see a man. I see a man that is holding your hands taking you to the altar. Get ready. The Lord is about to open a great marital door unto you. In fact, the wedding was so beautiful. I was even there physically. And so please, once everything works out, give me a call. I will come. I will come. Okay. Congratulations, congratulations. The Lord bless you and favor you all. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Man of God, Adam Fopa, God bless you and favor you. God is about to expand your territory. In the name of Jesus. God is about to expand your territory. He's about to open a lot of doors for you. Ministerial doors and business doors. Even to places in Europe. The Lord said, get ready. He's about to lift you in a great way. His power will come so strong upon you. That anointing for the healing and the miraculous, the Lord is releasing upon you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. A door will open for you even to Germany. It won't be long. You will go and fulfill the agenda of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord says, I should tell you that his favor and his oil will come so strong even upon the ministry. Gilgal family. Gilgal family. The Lord is going to cause the ministry to experience his glory even at a higher dimension in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus.
in the name of the Lord Jesus. The grace of God is coming so strong. I saw the Lord is telling me that your daughter Samuela is also receiving fresh unction. I see that a prophetic anointing will rest upon her. She's going to be a prophetic voice. She's going to be a prophetic voice. Among all your... Today is her birthday. Wow. May the Lord increase her. Her angel is standing here. Among all your children, she will be the one that will accurately carry God's prophetic assignment. All of them will be great, but she is a prophetess of God actually. And God will use her mightily, mightily, mightily. I pray that that oil will rest upon her in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. My regards to Mama Tess and the entire family. God bless you. Gifty Avonu, I'm praying for you. The grace of the Lord is coming upon you in Jesus' name. Anybody that the enemy has plotted that a car should hit that person, may God deliver that person from that accident in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Today, I pray that the mercies of the Lord will be plenty over your life and your family in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I call it done. I call it done. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Sherry, Sherry, or Sherry, God's favor is coming upon you. His oil is coming upon your life. Your marital life and destiny has been unveiled. It won't be long. That marital door will open. The Lord will grant you grace on how to deal with difficult matters. He's giving you that grace. I pray that that grace will be strong upon your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
gift of tongues. I see the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. Can you all hear me, please? All right. The Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Please, um, if you want to support the work of God and the Atria project, the number is 0240312551. 0240312551. We are climbing the mountain on Monday. So if you have any support, you can kindly send it. The Lord bless you. And also make sure that your prayer request gets to the mountaintop. The Lord bless you and favor you all. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God willing, tomorrow, please, I'm going to meet the covenant partners. Last week we had a meeting, that's why we couldn't um, meet. So please, God willing, tomorrow I'm going to meet all the covenant partners. The Lord bless you and favor you all in Jesus' mighty name. We shall meet. The Lord bless you. Shalom. Mame Regine, may the Lord release grace on your, your sons. I pray for divine grace and mercy over their lives. In Jesus' precious mighty name, amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye. So you see, you might be tempted to doubt him, not knowing he knows what's best for you at the exact time. Don't categorize things into bad or good, because as Get far as you know, the universe is conspiring to help us all the way through. When something undesirable happens to us, it's natural of humans to complain about it, but God is a master strategist.